2: And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show.
0: Best hair at the station this entire show right here. React to that. Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that Coors Light.
2: I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show, and a Clinton show. I love the show. You guys are great.
3: We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Somebody out there listening right Ooh, now? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that.
0: Is that Mike hot, Tyler? I'm gonna kick your ass, Tyler. <laughs> <I tell> you. <laughs> Whoa! What? You talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive
0: with Sterner and q Ah, The Drive is live and in color. The Drive is in the house. <laughs> Doesn't do it consistently, very similar to his
1: best, best up? of the week. Oh. Yeah. That was good. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take good. that one. I'll yeah, take very that. Very inconsistent. Hey. Yesterday
3: you bypassed. Got to keep you on your toes. No, just no. be I consistent.
1: Mean, show you're the mentor here man I mean it's, it's got a, it's a good it's point you, you've got a, you've got a, I mean you you're can't right. just you can't just mention when it happens if it doesn't happen you got to get in that ass a little bit now what's gonna happen you're gonna risk him you're gonna risk hurting little feelings you're gonna That's risk good, him. But he de- he's gonna come back in a year and tell you how you you stepped on his toes or you ripped his tail a year ago <laughs> and, but, but you're gonna risk that now it's part of being a leader now but you can't just you but can't I, just cherry pick.
0: also part of being a leader is understanding you know your certain players. And like, their strengths and weaknesses, he's, he's like you, lo- you lose him for a sh- for an hour. If you get like you get on to Tyler, what? like, if, if yeah, you'll get. I know you get on to Tyler, no. you lose him. Tyler is a guy that that needs a pat on the back. Tyler's not a pat on the I've ass. I've always like. taken hard coaching very well. No, you have you now. Man. Now, coaching you don't that, that
3: I think is improper or, or wrong, maybe you don't
0: see it, man. I, I, I I just, I'm just, I'm just
3: I saying, liked man. all my coaches that coached me really hard. I didn't like the ones that were like, "Oh, it's okay, bud." I wanted you to get on my ass when I was playing sports.
0: Yeah, you may say that to yourself, <laughs> but your your reactions are, "We lose you for an hour." How I many times? You know, I mean, like I said, Clint's really improved. Well, I mean, don't
1: don't uh, now don't. I mean, don't I mean, put <laughs> this on me now.
0: I'm not just I'm just using you as an example. You've really improved, but there are moments in the I've
3: early wa- days where yeah. I've
0: walked in there, I said. Come on, man. We lost you for this entire last hour. <laughs> like, go get you a coffee or something. <laughs> because like, of something I up, did? Man. Go get you a coffee. Yes.
3: That did happen in the early days. Long and maybe, ago. And
0: maybe he's improved. Maybe he's more ready to, to be hard on. But, hey, man, we lost you the last hour. Come back. Get get back here. Now in he just hits us quick. with
1: it. Let me do my job, Dr. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: you just
1: look, shut yeah. up and let me do my that, job. That <laughs> one right <laughs> there. He's real quick with you. Uh,
3: that's all right, man. We're 651 shows into this thing now. I think I think most of that's in the past. Are we really? We I, are.
0: I've not kept, kept a count of that.
3: Well, I did. It's fresh on my mind. I, really? I counted it up last that's night. That's cute.
0: 651. How about that? Is
3: that including vacays or just when you first started? No, that that's including before my time as well. That is 651 episodes oh, of Clint Sterner and the show slash The Drive.
0: I'll be damned.
3: That?
1: I'll be damned. 651 of them, huh?
3: Yes, sir. Boy, we gotta get to getting better now. That's
0: nice. I like that. I like that. Well, well, good for that, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that. But also good for the Texans. Clint, we talked about it on the crossover, man. The interviews are rolling strong as as we know. Did they finish with Thomas Brown today?
3: They have finished Thomas Brown.
0: They finished Thomas Brown today. Sean Payton got the Zoom interview. That sounds like a a good book or something. Good
1: good
3: afternoon read. Uh, Thomas, Thomas Brown. Brown. Oh, that would be a good novel. Uh-huh.
0: Thomas Brown, huh? The oh, day they
3: finished Thomas it sounds, Brown.
0: This sounds like somebody's name. The
1: Leap, Fixing the Texans by Thomas Brown.
0: <laughs> okay, well, see now
3: that is that is. I like the author name now.
1: <laughs> yeah, a, that's an Arthur name. Right? He's a writer. Yeah, I was gonna say it does
0: oh, sound Thomas, like a good oh, read.
3: TV. Oh, t- He's got to go by TV.
0: <laughs> no, that probably isn't. That probably is a nickname for you. Oh, hey, there's no question. TV. Thomas
1: Brown, you gotta have you gotta have a nickname.
0: I don't know. I gotta take a look at Thomas. Thomas may look like a guy that would get out in front against him. Thomas, I'm going to tell you, I I, be called I, I've, Thomas. I've
1: seen a picture of Thomas, he looks like a and, TV and, and, and he ain't no Thomas Brown. He ain't he's no writer. Yeah. He is definitely he's a, a TB. football coach. He is definitely a TB. TB, TB. All and right. I'm not saying that simply because he, he's an African-American and needs a nickname that, that sounds better than Thomas Brown. Oh, yeah, man. He, yeah. He, he simply does not look like a Thomas
0: Brown. Why guys get him too? Some, if your if you're first initial and your last initial, they fit right. They, they will. Like, what, a, like,
1: like a, a CB. That's a good one. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Thomas Brown. Yours sounds, isn't good. Though. Thomas. No. Uh, uh, CJ hey, would have been CS? good. What's that, CS? Yeah, that ain't it. That ain't uh, it. There are, I, do, I do get some CSs every now and then. I get a lot of Stern. I get a lot Stern of. Stern is. I, ter- I get a lot Stern, of Stern. You have a lot of built I get, lot See, I get like, a lot of Dirty. Mine
0: ain't good edgy. either. Hey, RH. No, that ain't it.
1: That ain't it. it. That ain't it. Show. That's good. That would, like Thomas Brown, the picture I saw, he didn't look like a fella that was real worried about trimming his beard up and what people thought and being prim and proper and, and you know, he, he just, and I may be dead wrong. It was just simply off of a picture. He did not look like a Thomas Brown. He didn't look like a Thomas Mm-mm. Brown. Mm-mm. Looked more, like, more, like, more like a TB.
0: Like a TB? Well, maybe that's what he calls it. if If he uh, he gets the job, I don't think he will. We'll, we'll ask him about it. TB. Is, are you TB or is it Thomas Brown? Like, what is your nickname? And he might surprise you with one. Might surprise you with one. But, all right, Sean, he interviewed, like, he, he was talking about the Texans yesterday, and then, bam, did a, a, a Zoom interview last night so he's been right on top of it already interviewed with the Texans last night we'll see if he does another one in person but Clint this thing is getting more serious serious to me at least at least in terms of the interest that he keeps pushing out it seems to be getting more and more real than it did before I'm telling you yesterday we came in came into the day before he even spoke on the herd yesterday. It was like that's a long shot, but you but you make him tell you no. Now it, now Each day we're seeing more and more. He's talking about him in a positive light. Then interviews him interviews with him later on. Now other, this thing is starting to get at least serious. Like they're a real player in this thing. I, I think I
1: think they're a real player. Um, and, and I and I also think that uh, whether they they win the lottery or not, the Sean Payton lottery or not, I I think they're, they're playing their cards absolutely beautifully right now in terms of, of good publicity, um, on a national scale. I, I just, I absolutely love it. You mentioned Sean Payton being on Colin Cowherd yesterday. Um, and, and, you know, having a lot of good things to say about the Texans. Um, and then late last night, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, um, you know, he's, he's tweeting and talking about the Texans have. Uh, to ha- what the Texans have to offer, and and how much they have to offer, and uh, they have more to offer than one might might think. And again, obviously, it's it's referencing the the Sean Payton uh, interview and potential hire, but it's just another extremely positive light being shed on the Texans organization. That quite frankly, you take Sean Payton off the interview list, you ain't in these conversations. You're not you're not getting one. You know Sean's not talking about it on on Colin Cowherd. Uh, and 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 you damn sure know that the national media is not going to talk about your organization in in the midst of talking about Sean Payton. So I, I just I, I think there's a, a much better chance than one might think that Sean Sean wants to be in Houston, not well. It's just one of many, but wants to be in Houston. I'm taking it more serious. Yeah, absolutely. You should. Everybody else should as well.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. That that's this is getting I, like I, I guess I didn't know he was scheduled to have that interview so fast. I, I guess I, I didn't realize he was scheduled. I know it was a Zoom interview, not in person. Yeah. yet. but I didn't know it was he was scheduled to bang it out that quick. Yeah, in in
1: that in that uh cow herd piece yesterday, I think he's I think he's flying to to New York, um, at the end of the at the end of this week and meeting with Carolina. Then, and he kind of lumped everybody else up uh, uh, that west of 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 the East Coast, essentially. I think he wrapped everybody else up and summed up and said he's going to meet with them sometime this week before he heads. To New York to meet with Mr. Tepper, he said. So um, I didn't know the exact date, but I knew it, it would be this week sometime. No surprise when when it's when it's Zoom. No surprise you can knock that thing out at any point in time throughout the, throughout the week.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this thing with Sean Payton getting more and more real.
1: I I just hope, like we talked about in the crossover show, I I just hope that I hope that Cal McNair is is chomping at the bit. I, I mean, I hope Sean is having. I hope Sean's having to say, hey. Chill out for a minute. I got some tough questions I need to answer. I mean, I hope he's needing to say that because Cal is so anxious. I hope he's calling his to, ass every day. To get, that's, that's it. Light him up. That's it. Light him up, I, text him, call him. Um,
0: like recruiting violations. I,
1: I, right? I, is it? It's, I mean, it th- throw literally everything, including the kitchen sink, at him and, and, and make him say no. Clint, you make think it a hard, hard, hard no, Cal.
0: It's hard to predict with the Texans. Yep. Do you think this is their plan A?
1: God, I hope so. Ain't nobody else in this list ever been a head coach. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't think. I, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I don't think there is turned on with D'Amico Ryan's as everybody is. Mm. Um, I, I I think there probably is some truth there with with uh, the Jonathan Gannon having the fact they interviewed him last year. Um, I, I don't know. I I, I just I, I think there there's a lot of things that you can kind of look at this list and. You you misconstrue if you will, and these guys have never been half. Of them me never been a damn well, in, an, in an interview. We've and heard so.
0: reports that they are young coach mm-hmm. with a young team. Like we've seen those reports. That's why I wonder. Like you just don't you can't predict what. And I don't, and I and I'm saying more Cal than the Nick because I think yeah. I think this coaching yeah. is, is is jumping more on him. But I just I wonder is this do they view this as we got to throw the kitchen sink at him because yep. this is our plan A or I wonder are they just like I mean, we're we're interviewing him like we're interviewing everybody else. Yeah,
1: I, I man, I I would think it's got to be the the plan A, and there is a large gap yeah, between it. A and B. I mean, you you if if I'm Cal, I'm making somebody else take him from me. Like I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that Walmart money in Denver. They they gonna have to pay a whole bunch of it. You know, I'm I'm gonna at the end of the day, you know, I'm gonna I'm, Arizona's gonna do something with that quarterback situation. Arizona's is is um. You know, going to have to throw the throw a, a boatload at him as well, and and they've again they've got to overcome the Kyler Murray situation, the dysfunction. Uh, the, they they're the ones who just hired the new GM, right? Yep. Um. So I, yeah, I, I just I don't know, man. I, I I just I I think I think this has got to be Plan A. The more I think about it, the more. Uh, look, I, I'll be honest with you. Some of some of the, the 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 other guys are. I'm not saying they're bad candidates, but they pale in comparison. Like it's not even. It, to, in my mind, it doesn't even make sense to prefer someone that's never been a head coach. You like, like, not they, they've not even had the responsibilities.
0: Well, when, like when we, we don't even know when you're comparing him to to Sean Payton, right? Correct. Yeah. Not, not like correct. when you're comparing. Like, I take any of these guys over Lovey, who's been a head coach. You yeah. know what I mean? Or yeah, or, or yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I think I think that's that's fair. I mean, uh, somebody that's that's failed that's failed. Some will tell you miserably for, as a yeah. head coach uh, at, at multiple levels. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, in, in my mind, I think there's a, yeah, there, there's probably two or three quote unquote diamonds in the rough with all these guys that have never been a head coach and half of them have never even interviewed. Somebody somebody out of that bunch, two or three of those guys are going to come out and probably have some pretty pretty good years in the NFL as a, a head
0: coach. This is easily a top five coach in the NFL. Correct.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I, so I, I don't know. I, I just, um, the we, I know we've dug into, um, you know, the, the Drew Brees aspect of it. And we, we've dug into him, you know, his age and and him wanting to step away from the Saints and some of the things he did right before he left the Saints. And But, golly, I mean, this is a – this is an absolute no-brainer.
0: No, I, I hear you. Speaking of age and quarterbacks, Clint, I I can't watch Tom anymore. That was hard to watch. Yeah, it's not good. Tom, Tom's got – first off, I don't want to put it all on time. I don't know. Like, we get, we got to get a better situation of time throwing the ball 66 times. That 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 was that was an issue from the jump. Uh I, I know many of that we'll talk about. It, the Cowboys played maybe uh, Dak played the best game of his career, many people believe. But the first thing that jumps out to me was man, Tom. Like this, this four he'll be 46 years old, man. This this has to be. I, I really want him to shut it. I, I I just I, and I don't know if he will, but last night was really hard to watch, and it's not just last night. This year has been a little bit like that, no. but <clears throat> last night on the big stage was de- like you're like okay, Tom can flip it on playoff time. Right, got a center back like Tom can flip it, and look it looked bad.
1: Yeah, it, look this this is a this is a bad football team, and the margin for error for Tom is razor thin, and he's just not a guy that can carry a franchise. I don't think he's ever been a guy that could ca- quote unquote carry a franchise. I mean, there's always had to be some level of defense that doesn't just get torched. There was always some some semblance of a run game um and, and then Tom just just you know was an unbelievably efficient player. Um but the, the the margin of error for him right now is so razor thin with this particular football team that it's he has to be like there's going to be a handful of opportunities. Like last night, I thought he was trying to throw away the ball that was intercepted in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um and, and then I think it was the next drive where it looked like Leonard Fournette just kind of oleed a backer coming up the middle and, and he clearly had a tight end screaming across the middle. I think it was a tight end, screaming across the middle, and he he got gunshine underthrew him. Like if if they have a chance, you got to those two plays have to be executed right. Like he can't overcome those kind of mistakes anymore. And I don't think he's done though. I don't think he's done. I really don't. I don't. I don't think he's.
0: Do you? Do you think he should be?
1: No. I mean, well, I mean, if he if he wants to be, like I don't
0: see. Like, I understand if he wants to play, but for you, like when you watch him, you think, man, because Tom is in it to win it, right? He's not yeah, in it yeah, to no just doubt. wreck up. Like what he's doing. Like you watch him and you say, Tom can get a team to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, with a good supporting cast. Yeah. 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 No, I. I don't like. I don't. I. I guess to the, to your point. I don't watch Tom and go, damn, he's forty six. It's bad, man. He's got to quit. Like I, I don't. I mean, mm.
0: like what, but, what what you what you talked about is something we see a lot. Like I remember Eli at the end, he ain't getting hit. Eli, he'll you know he gets the ball, mm-hmm. gets rid of the ball yeah. quick. He doesn't take. It. Like and I think Marcus Spears said it earlier today. I was watching, and I totally agree. Like there are just many times where it's like he gets, as you said, gun shy or he feels that – Yep. Like, he's about to take a hit, and he's getting rid of it. Yep. And, man, in today's game, like, even even the guys that we don't view as ultra, you know, mobile can at least sh- – like, Joe Burrow can shake loose a little bit and extend plays. Mm-hmm. To make- I watched Brock Purdy. You know, I don't think people view as mobile, spin out of a play yep. to, to make a big play down the field and threw a touchdown pass. That's just not in his game. And if he – it looks like now, man, if he feels like he's about to get touched – He's yeah. unloading it. Well, and- I wonder.
1: Here's what I do. I wonder, show if that because I, I I agree with you too. There, there's a there's a I wonder how much that's it's human nature for a quarterback. Like he's been the cleanest quarterback in his career until the last couple of years, right? And and now you look at it and you go, okay, a quarterback goes through 17 games or however many games he started. He he was, he was healthy the whole season. Well, what? he played off 17. And and you just get you get pounded. It's human nature to start throwing the ball off your back feet to get a little bit of gun, get a little bit of gun shy. I wonder how much of it is truly that because you look at throws like the throw he made to Julio Jones, like he's still able to make those kind of throws. And yeah, then he has there's moments, there, yeah. there's throws, there's throws throughout the game where you're like, man, if you can make those throws, it's not a, it's not a like physical ability. If you're gun shy, and you don't want to get hit because you're old. Okay, that that's a different story because he, I, I agree with you. I wonder how much of it is. Taking an absolute beating all year long, and and then you, it comes to crunch time, and and you miss a couple of throws when your margin of errors is razor thin. I, I just, I'm not going to be the one to be say he's done. I, I don't, I don't think he's. I, I think if a good supporting cast, good run game, I, like Vegas, like I, I think he, could, I think he could push him to the to the playoffs, deep in the playoffs.
0: I'd be the one to say, man. Start, a, it, start collecting them checks at Fox, baby. Hey, there's a long line of y'all, there's man. There's a long line roll. of y'all, bud. All y'all right. y'all going to be right at some point. It looks like we are today. All right. Uh, <laughs> coming up, more more potential news about other suitors just came out uh, about Sean Payton. We'll get to that. And, boy, if Kurt Warner ever sounded like Clint Sterner last night, I swear before God, that was that was Clint. You don't want to miss this out of your decks.
1: How y'all feel about a man
0: twerking?
2: Boy 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley.
0: All right, uh Tyler, you said in my ear, was there some uh what's what's the latest with the the Cardinals and uh and Sean Payton?
3: Yeah, there's some reports uh floating around Twitter out here that the Cardinals uh I'm sorry, that Sean Payton and his people are not exactly happy um, that the Arizona Cardinals went ahead and hired a general manager. Mm. You gotta think is probably accurate, given how much power Sean Payton's gonna be looking for, right? They hired yeah. the gentleman
0: from uh, in the Tennessee organization.
3: Yep, their director well, of you, player personnel. I mean,
0: here's the deal: like, like when
1: we start, oh, there's Patriotized there. Yeah he's, yeah, he's
0: been there for 15 years with uh, with Tennessee. Then he was in New England for 15 for years before that. He's been 30 years in. I don't know if it's 15 years in New England, but he was. Oh, in, I
1: got you. Oh, okay. He was in in Tennessee for fifteen years. Good uh, gosh! I read, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I, uh, I I I do think like when you look at at what Sean Payton has, like if he's going to get back into coaching again, by, by far and away, the 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 best candidate, the best head coach candidate um, across the board. And and you, when he starts evaluating these places, and it's it's like okay, these guys have a you know one positive about Arizona. Is that you would think he'd be able to influence the GM hire, which Sean's not going to go somewhere and coach if he and the GM don't see eye to eye and there's not an understanding from jump. Absolutely. Um, and he's going to make he's odds are he's going to make sure the owner hears and witnesses any kind of exchange where it, there's an agreement of hey we're going to work hand in hand. There's not going to be any trump cards involved. And ultimately I'm going to do a lot of the grocery shopping for my damn self. Like he's not going to coach somewhere if that's not the case. I mean, it's just I've heard Sean talk candidly about just, and he did it on on Colin Cowherd about the importance of that of that relationship. And so he's just simply not. So you start evaluating like, okay, what do the Texans have to offer? What does Arizona have? One of the things Arizona had to offer was you could absolutely confirm and yep. and and allow Sean Payton to go. I'm going to hire my GM. Or at least impact of, of does he want a former player GM? Does he want somebody out of a certain system? Does he want somebody from New Orleans? He could have some kind of influence on on that decision, and then that organization goes out there and hires a guy. Um, yeah, sure, that that changes the, the, the dynamic. Because what Arizona has to do, I don't care what anybody says, at the end of the day, no coach in their right mind is looking forward to taking over the Kyler Murray situation. You say what you want about the 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 contract, the ownership, the GM, the head coach, the the quarterback, how all that happened. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And and now there's players that have come out of course, not named, not naming themselves, but there's players that have come out and said that since he signed that new deal, he didn't show a whole lot of interest in studying game tape and and, and better and honing his craft and and all that kind of job. Like that that don't that's not Regardless of how how accurate it is or it isn't, like that's that stuff doesn't just keep coming up if a guy's out there doing everything that a franchise quarterback needs to be doing. Like it, just, I mean, like to think that that we just we've got contracts, we've got now former players, former teammates, and now current players supposedly that are making some kind of some level of of, of a commitment comment or a lack thereof around Kyler Murray. Like no head coach wants to take that over. I mean, no head coach is looking forward there's to. There's a lot that. of drama in that. Yeah, in
0: that organization. yeah.
1: There's so much drama. Even if it's not true, dealing with that is drama. Yes, drama. Right. So I mean, like, like Arizona. Uh, probably the most appealing part of Arizona was you could walk in there and you you could bring in your own GM. And now they went and they went and brought their own guy in. So I would imagine, unless Sean knows that guy really, really well, I would imagine that Sean's got a problem with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is a which is a positive thing for the Texans because he mentioned Nick, and we're hearing reports, according to what Tyler is saying, that the camp wasn't excited about the GM. You'd imagine if they hired a GM, he was cool with, he would be all right with it. But uh, but to to have that out is interesting. All right, uh, last night during the uh, the Cowboys' uh, destruction of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there was glory hole. That's right, Jerry. I'm I'm happy. Jerry had him a. Nice day. Boy, he looked like he needed it. He had it. him a day, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I don't have time to have a bad time. Just kissing everybody up there every time they scored. I don't even know. I mean, if they were even all of them, his wife or whoever, just kissing everybody. I
1: think they're all family except for Will McClay and Michael Irvin.
0: Mm, well, he's kissing them all then. Uh, but uh, Kurt Warner was on the call last night, and uh, I, I promised to God this would be you, Clint. I swear you would, you would check up as soon as you heard it. Like, I believe – Kurt Warner did. Listen to this exchange uh, in which Kurt Warner felt the need that he had to jump in and really clarify, clarify some things for some people as we check in with Laura Oakman.
4: Kurt said Dak's looking in the right places, but also his guys are really helping him out. I waited 30 extra minutes on Friday for my schedule call called with Dalton. He was late for a good reason, spending extra time on the jugs. He said longest amount he's been out there all year, but did not want to let down Dak.
3: Laura mentioned Dalton Schultz at 95 yards,
1: Kurt. He has never had a 100-yard game. She also mentioned that he's been on the jugs. I feel like we have to explain Probably, that. Probably, yes. There is a machine called the jugs machine that we use as football players that shoot out footballs in a quick fashion so we can get extra catches um, after practice, before practice. So, obviously, he's been spending extra time getting some extra catches in.
0: My man, Kurt, out here. (laughs) He needs
1: to circle back. Oh, boy,
0: I bet he jumped up in his his, – I I feel like Kurt was probably down looking at game notes and heard – yeah, he spent a lot of time with the jugs. What? Extra time yeah, on the that's, jugs.
1: That's I where don't. me and Kurt are a little different. I just, I, I, like right when she said, I'd be like, "You jumped whoa, in right whoa, in whoa, whoa, Can you clarify mean that? Jugs machine. <laughs> yeah. Extra time on
4: the jugs.
0: He spent some extra time with, with her <laughs> breasts. <laughs> They spent some extra time with the breasts? Oh my gosh. With the tickle bitties? I
1: ain't heard them call jugs in a minute. We, we could, could all use some bitties. extra time with the jugs. I
0: feel like I feel like that's what that's what <laughs> I feel like that's what Kurt and Brenda call them. Jugs? Jugs. You Kurt, think so? Kurt and Brenda look like jugs. Oh, look at them jugs. Hey, hey
1: B, show them, them jugs real me quick before you ch- hop in that shower. <laughs> well,
3: show
0: <jugs>. <laughs> uh. I think we need to clarify that. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Was anybody else thinking? Like, I was not thinking about Tigo biddies until Kurt. Oh, uh, I mean, I, around I,
3: I was, but but that's what I, didn't expect, no. I didn't expect. I didn't expect Kurt to be in the same mind frame as me. Yeah, I mean, a Hall of Famer, you know? Yeah, the, the fact
1: that she didn't put machine. I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody. I don't even know that I've heard. Like in a setting where guys are actually using the jugs Judge. machine, where like I've, I don't know what I've ever heard a coach say, "Get on the jugs." <laughs> like I, I like I think yes every, sir I think I'm on it. I was I was there last night, coach. So Already I was a there. Extra that's that's time on the jugs. That's why my, my attention span was was a little raggedy this morning at that 8:00 a.m. I
0: meeting. bet you some people slang that leave-off machine. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I've never like get over them jugs. Get them jugs. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. I'm not saying it's never
1: happened. I just every <laughs> just time that I kidding. can reframe having like like, like I, every every time I can remember having a conversation, it was about they always put jugs machine on it.
4: Extra time now, on the jug. Because never I'm thinking now, left like left why not? Of
1: why would we have not just shortened Shorten it, it to jugs, jugs when guys jugs. are using it every day? Yeah,
0: get the jugs, Get the jugs.
1: Cookies. Like I, I, could, Cookies, I, I get on the jugs. Like I can hear guys. Yeah, I could. Like I'm gonna be. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be. Hey, give me 30 minutes. I'm gonna machine. That's not.
0: But you must be up there like you. Oh, my God. After talking about tickle business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jug. I, look, I, I, I wasn't even thinking it until he came back. So on the trailer, rolling, frame text line, I didn't even think about jugs. Why did we shorten
3: that?
1: Why, why did we shorten
0: you that? Kurt said, oh,
3: hold on, boys. Hold on. We, uh, we need to make sure I think we clarify we, and this. It, and I
0: mean, he mansplained the hell out of it. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you what it is
3: here. <laughs> let me time the jugs.
0: the and then he said, shoot out balls. Like, I, <laughs> then I thought, well, Kurt, is Kurt jumping he's in saying, on this? <laughs> um, <laughs> he's trying to, is Kurt trying had... to be nasty or something? <laughs> or the jugs machine is <laughs> a <the> machine <sighs> where they shoot off footballs. And I'm like, oh, Kurt.
1: I, you know, what Kurt, does, Kurt Warner does strike me as one of them guys that's like, like, like you know, like most dudes that are like outwardly, like real, real spiritual like
0: that. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt hurt Brenda pretty sure yeah, but he
1: he strikes me as the the spiritual type that would talk about doing dirty things to his wife and, and then be like I'm married I can
0: do it and like Yeah, like yeah boys, laying I laying had them jugs last night, he, boys. But he'd like do it and not be in a sexy way. Right, right. But it's still creepy, had, right? I mean, it's yeah.
1: still creepy, right? The the super spiritual guy think, that, that wants to wants to talk in, you know, talk to you about church and about what lessons you, you learned. For you him to follow that up with uh, yeah, I had my wife show him jugs <laughs> last night. You think that, he's always You think, he's a, flosser? Always you think I, he's a flosser with Brenda? I think I think Doug and I mean uh Kurt and Brenda, I definitely think they I don't know. mean that hey,
0: you know they about ten deep. Hey, about oh, yeah. eight, 8 to 10 deep. Well,
1: I'm going to tell you what. you seen Brenda lately? I mean, Brenda, she ain't changed a bit. I, Brenda doesn't look like a real
0: tame one. <laughs> no, Brenda's. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll what, watch boys. That we video, had a nice Sunday afternoon lunch. I watched that movie. <laughs> Brenda looked like she can get after it. Hit them jugs. I apologize, Kurt, but I'm just saying. I don't think you. I, oh, he, you, look, he, he
1: locked her down. You couldn't Hell, quit her. He he couldn't, more fire to him. He couldn't quit her. i tell you that. <laughs> Go extra ahead, time you know. on the jugs. Yeah, he put a little extra how time on the jugs last night. we get to Kurt's wife's? Uh, sex life after after <laughs> hearing a,
0: a brief comment about Jugs Machine. Easy, it's the drive. Wasn't hard. Foods <laughs> and up. beers. Nothing better. <laughs> Coming up, we'll give you the latest on the interview process as the uh, the Texans have finished a couple of more interviews. Uh, with other people, and we're not gonna do that because I'm drunk, I guess. On about Doug Seth Payne, Seth Payne, it is a Tuesday. Seth Payne's gonna join us coming up next. I
2: used to have a tail growing out of my ankle. Sports
0: Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, it is a Tuesday, which means Seth Payne, one half of the best morning show in Houston. Uh, Payne and Pendergast, Seth Payne, joins us as he does every Tuesday. You can hear him every day right here on Sports Radio 610, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And listen, I, I, I'm going to start right here. Seth, I, I, listen, I have been a a um a Sean Payton guy. I know D'Amico was, I believe, your, your uh, plan A. Sean was my yeah. plan A, and D'Amico was my plan B. Now, yeah. I, I didn't know how serious – of an opportunity the Texans would have at Sean Payton, I, are you are you getting to think that this thing is a little bit more serious than than maybe you you thought it would be when you first start hearing his name connected with the Texans?
2: I yeah, I think that's fair. I think that it's you know it's all speculation as to you know what a guy is thinking. It's internally. I do think a lot of the objections. A lot of people, a lot of the objections people raise to Sean Payton coming to the Texans, I think have a lot more to do with their own personal insecurities. I'm going to tell you why. So if you're somebody who questions whether or not Sean Payton would come here, uh, I'm going to question how much self-confidence you have as an individual. Because uh, if there's one thing you got to understand about Sean Payton, Sean Payton is not going to look at a situation and all of a sudden cower in fear as his genitalia shrink up into his body because he's afraid of the challenge. Uh, or that he won't be able to do something with a losing team. So uh, Sean Payton's going to look at a team that has multiple first and second round picks over the next couple of years, uh, loads and loads of cap space, an owner who uh, not only isn't afraid to spend money on players, but isn't afraid to spend money on coaches who no longer work here. And uh, look deep within yourself and ask, why am I more timid than Sean Payton or, or frankly, any of these other candidates? Ask yourself why. That's what I say.
1: Hey Seth, we, Show and I were talking about this before we came on air today, man. And, and we we've looked at this thing six different ways to Sunday, right? But but ultimately, there's been a lot of negative about Cal McNair and the people that he is that he's trusted, right? Mm-hmm. He, he he's trusted the wrong people to the wrong degree. Ultimately, over the last several years, if you're Sean Payton, we spent a lot of time talking about the negative aspect of that. If you're Sean Payton, I'm going in there and I'm begging, "Hey Cal, trust me the way you trusted them cats," and I and I promise you, I'll put you in the right spot.
2: Well, you know, there's I, yeah, there's an element of truth to that, and I think you know to the, you don't want to necessarily frame it as some kind of opportunistic thing, but I do think that with Jack Easterby, and this is where I always try to be as balanced as I can when talking about guys who I overall dislike um most people still have some redeeming qualities and most coaches or executives have done some good things as well as bad i think with easter b one of the positive things that he did was a lot of these sub programs you know that they would gush about the the diet the uh, the the food and nutrition the weight room some of the kind of off field skills development type of things uh Easterby asked for a lot of budget for those things, and Cal granted it every step along the way. If it was something that they felt, in in Cal has said this publicly, if it's something that the coaches or the staff think is going to make the team better, he's not going to say no. And and I think that's that's actually different. You know, you've seen that Clint. Uh, a, a lot of owners. It's amazing they'll spend two hundred million dollars on salaries, but they'll balk at spending an extra fifty thousand dollars on the cafeteria. It's it's a weird quirk of billionaires. I don't get it, but it, it's it's a dynamic that coaches don't like dealing with. You know, when they have something they think is really going to help the team, and it costs. You know, point one percent of his salary cap. They like being able to have that budget, and and Cal, for whatever that's worth, has been very, very willing to spend on those types of things. Uh,
0: Seth, I'm curious. Seth Payne joins us as he does each week. What, what is what is it about D'Amico that you that you would go with him with his up being a head coach over Sean Payton? What is it about D'Amico, the fit here that that puts him as your plan A over Payton?
2: You know, I, honestly, I'm obviously very biased because I played with him. I didn't play with him for a long time. He was I was in my 10th year when he was in his rookie year, and I got injured. That was my final season in the NFL, and I got injured relatively early in the season. So I didn't spend a whole lot of time with him, except that in that time, I was incredibly impressed with him. He was one of the most impressive guys I'd ever seen come in as a rookie in terms of understanding the NFL and how to operate in the NFL. You know, it, it helped that he – he played at Alabama and was treated by Saban, uh, you know, like like basically a pro player. So he had all those leadership qualities very young in life. And then when I saw him get into coaching and, you know, I, I read things that people wrote about him and said about him. And this year, especially because it's been his first year as a coordinator, uh, he's checking off a lot of boxes in terms of transferring that personality to the coaching profession and one thing that um or second year as defense coordinator excuse me so i think that's that's one thing that i think that um like nick bosa said he's the best defensive coordinator he's ever had and that he has developed that along the way i think that the things people are saying about d'amico jibe with what about what i know about him as a person and a lot of it lines up with hey the things people said about Mike Tomlin as a young guy, or the things that said, people said about Mike Vrabel. I'll go, you know, I'll go back to Jack Del Rio because there's another guy who, as a as a linebacker who spent a couple of years in coaching before he became a head coach, he was tabbed kind of as having that kind of a personality. And Del Rio was a, you know, Del Rio had a good run as a coach before things tailed off. So I, that's that's mostly my endorsement of him. And then when I watch the defense play. Yes, the San Francisco 49ers have a whole lot of talent, but it's not just as simple as having a lot of talent on the field. They run a very disciplined unit. I I can see it when they run their blitzes, um, the way their safeties operate, especially. I can see that it's a high football IQ bunch and they're coached very well. And that goes back to the defensive coordinator. So it's, um, you know, I, I honestly, I have a lot of personal, uh, just I have personal experience with him where I've seen the type of guy he is. And I feel like this is a situation where that does transfer over to overall leadership qualities.
1: Seth, we, we've talked at length about Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryan. There's six more guys on this interview list. The one thing that sticks out to me is that Sean is the only one that's got quote unquote pelts on the walls, been a head coach before. And then you look at, I think D'Amico and Jonathan Gannon are really, to my knowledge, the only two other two of the eight that have had head coach uh, interviews as of before their interviews this year. Is is the lack of experience on on a pretty long list of of head coach candidates at this point? Does that concern you at all?
2: No, I think I actually I wonder if maybe the kind of like the mutated extreme version of this philosophy was what you saw with Josh McCown last year. I think that there's a tendency for these young, talented coaches to get plucked up pretty quickly. And, and people are really eager to do so. So they whiff a lot, but if you can figure out who the Sean McVeighs are, you know, somebody, somebody out there was waiting another year to see exactly what Sean McVeigh was, you know, somebody out there was going to, was going to wait and hold on. They didn't think that Kyle Shanahan quite had head coach attributes. So, I think that they're trying to identify guys as early as possible who might be good football minds but also have – those leadership and communication skills. And that's honestly, like the communication skills are, are huge. I think that's one of the other things that I like about D'Amico Ryans. It's one of the things I like about uh, Igero Ivero, who they just finished interviewing today. He's the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. People gush about his communication skills. And um, and I'm actually doing a YouTube video on him that'll be up later today. So like that, that kind of stuff, if you can identify those guys and they check off the boxes – in terms of football IQ, I like taking a swing at them, and um, you know, it's it, it's what's the secret sauce for figuring out who those guys are going to be? I don't know. I hope that there's some analytical recipe for it, but um, it's just it's it's really hard to predict.
0: Seth, are, are you are you ready to stop watching Tom Brady play football? Are, 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 no, said, oh, you're not. Oh, Seth, no, I need to see over. him, and
2: I want to see him in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh. I, I feel like it's testing to be
0: oh it, this is this is this is rough to watch like it, like to me it's like I, I you just look at his numbers i feel like he could you know he could still play the game but yeah. it look it looks like he doesn't want to get hit like yeah, I mean, you know, that's a that's a bit of a problem at that position
2: it was i mean he's playing behind uh you know he's got he's got a banged up inexperienced offensive line he's got uh you know, that, that redheaded dude that came back, that Ryan Jansen, the hard-ass fella, uh, that, that came back to try to be the hero for this game. Selfish, in my opinion. And I think that, for one, if you got him a better offensive line. And I looked at yeah, – last night, I kind of – I tried to keep the, the blame quotient tally going in my head where, okay, what percentage of the time was Tom Brady blaming his receivers versus blaming himself? When he did that pick in the end zone, he hit himself in the head. Yeah. So I think that was definitely him trying to throw it away but screwing it up. But I, I feel like about 50% of the time he was blaming his receivers. And I think in his mind, because it doesn't matter what we think, it's what does Tom think. I think in, in Tom's mind he thinks, well, with Josh McDaniels running the show versus Byron Leftwich – I'm not going to have to deal with a lot of all these miscommunications to receivers. We'll be running a better offense, and I think they'll uh, they'll both talk themselves into that. I frankly, I'm with you. I do think. Look, he's a uh, he's a forty-something divorced guy who looks angry all the time these days. I feel like he needs to be on the internet telling men that they're the victims or something. He's got to de- he's got to be in that little niche somehow, you know, where basically he's uh, he's a he's a self-help guru selling his. TV twelve and um, and and uh, the the fact that men are being mistreated these days.
1: Golly, Seth, you bring up a, a great point.
0: The men being mistreated? No, 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 no. no, no. The, 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 that 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 was oh, great a, too. It's such a profitable niche. So
1: many great points.
0: It. <laughs> no, the
1: the the McDaniel thing and and like the the because the one thing that shook me from last night watching them I mean, really all year long was you like the last thing i thought i would see be like the reason tom brady doesn't doesn't uh you know win win a playoff game or win any game would be he's not on the same page with his number 1 receiver with with, yeah, a, with a top yeah. 10 receiver they weren't on they weren't on the same page with 7 seconds left in the first half to try to get in field goal range like yeah. out route versus stick route like that that's one of those where I mean – That's been all year. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I never thought it would be that. But to your point, Seth, a big part – I've always said this. A big part of what of, – of the success in New England was, like, Tom didn't have to worry about dudes being accountable. Tom didn't have to right. worry about dudes being where they were supposed to be when they were supposed to be there. Belichick didn't put up with it. Whether it was a lineman not being in the right gap or, or it was a, a receiver not being at the right depth or the offensive lineman not pointing out the right – like, that stuff did, just didn't – wasn't allowed in other places. It, it is crazy to see Tom have those kind of problems at this point in his career.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, you know, it's you see this with every great athlete. Uh, it, where do you draw the line to where, yeah, they can still do it, but what percentage of the time are they still doing it? And, like, how many more bad plays does he have now – compared to what he used to have and just what kind of an environment does he need to have around him i mean i'll tell you i, I don't know him and devonte adams could um could be I, he could he could deal with a little bit of physical diminishment by having a guy a route runner I mean, and that's a key isn't it a route runner like devonte adams
1: oh absolutely i'll uh, i'll 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 just because I'm standing on this mountain screaming from the mountaintop to an offensive-minded head coach, I I, I think there's th- those little things may slip under the radar when you don't have when you don't have an offensive-minded head coach that that uh, keeps a foot on folks' throats to do those things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Uh, I'm I never used to be a hey, you got to hire an offensive guy, but I now that I'm in this position uh, and and seeing how it goes around the league, it's I I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's really hard to. Uh, like, I'm, I'm trying to make the argument that, hey, look, D'Amico, for one, has also spent a huge chunk of his career as a player and as a coach on a team that that runs a, a, a Kubiak-Shanahan system. And I feel like he perhaps would be privy to the pipeline of knowing who the bright guys are uh, on a lot of those teams and, and kind of how to help those guys. But it's a, it's more active involvement in trying to rehire you know, if you have success, your offensive coordinator is going to get hired away. Then you got to find a new guy, uh, and it's it's just one more thing to manage. But I don't think it's one that's insurmountable.
0: All right, Seth, good to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week and listen uh, listen to you in the morning. All right, guys, thank you. All right, that's Seth Payne. Uh, each and every Tuesday, uh, we talk to him about the goings on. And uh, coming up, Clint, uh, we'll get you all caught up completely on where the Texans are with their interview process. They finished some more interviews here in the last 24 hours and we'll let you know what is coming up next we'll discuss that as we continue right here on the drive t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today
1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
4: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.